and welcome to Performance Marketing Unlocked. In this episode, we are speaking to two judges of our Performance Marketing World People Awards, which the deadline runs out on January 25th. So you've got just over a week to get all of your entries in with the ceremony taking place in spring of this year. To talk us through some of the top skills and hot topics that are surrounding performance marketing at the moment, we have Caroline Parks, Chief Strategy Officer at RAP Agency, and Perla Bloom, Connections Planning Lead at EA Games. Now, due to scheduling conflicts, we did actually record these two interviews separately. However, it turns out that Caroline and Perla had actually worked together both at RAP, so it's funny how performance marketing people just always end up getting back together again and so you do not want to miss out on our awards ceremony in spring so make sure you get your entries in to highlight and champion the best people and teams in the performance marketing sector take a listen since you're here as a judge of the uh, people awards we wanted to pick your brains and ask you about skills that are important to marketers, especially in 2024, a year, another year yeah. of change, it feels like. I mean, does it, does every January feel like, oh, this is going to be another year with lots of change in it? Or is, does this year feel full of more change than others, would you say? That's such an interesting question. You know what, every January, you always think it's going to be the year. Mm. But I really feel that way this year. It's just become just like an accumulation of everything. You know, we spoke about uh, the metaverse and crypto the year before last. Now we're really talking about AI, you know, um, efficient content production and all that kind of stuff. And we're all mm. really lo- looking at metrics. I think that I love when that happens where there's a real um, kind of paradigm shift. Mm. There's always like an accepted way of how we measure things. And then suddenly people pop up and they're like, oh, actually, um, is this the way to really, um, you know, measure whether a, a brand building bit of content is working versus um, something more uh, salesy, etc. Mm. Like it's, um, yeah, I really like when that happens. People just don't accept the status quo. They do for a little bit and then it changes a bit. And I think all of those aspects um, join together is going to make this year quite exciting. I don't know if everything's going to come to a head this year, but it's definitely going to move forward um, I'm also seeing a lot of excitement over big tech, things like, mm. um, uh, yeah, the Apple Vision Pro, you know, last year people were really skeptical, but now I'm seeing a lot of people putting forward what they think their the use cases are for it. So it's really exciting in the world of kind of measurement, uh, tech, marketing, entertainment. So yeah, it does. It is quite exciting. And I, it's a, I feel kind of blessed to be in marketing at this at this point in time. You know, you mentioned various other technologies that are going to be emerging this year. And, and how do you see that affecting the skills that marketers are required to have and also hiring for this year? It's interesting. I, um, I want to see open-mindedness um, around the possibilities of AI you know it's it's here I mean, it's not like it's coming it's been here for a while um mm. so people who are open-minded about the possibilities people who are open-minded about an ai driven first past a creative brief that might just get you to think slightly differently about what you thought it was going to be so this kind of open-mindedness mm. but i also um am really kind of feeling the need for that kind of humanity and that's around 
you know, if you're a creative strategist um, around really bringing the humanity into the way that you write your brief, if you are somebody who is persuading clients to do something different, if you're um, an expert in digital transformation, for example, the storytelling skills, Mm. so that kind of ability to explain the complex in a way that really takes people with you. And I think that even internally within organisations, having people who can bring communities along and make them feel that their craft um, can only be better enabled um, by the use of AI rather than feeling like it's always a threat, I think is really important. I'm excited for the the marketing and the campaigns that I'm going to be seeing this year, especially, I mean, can how can lines have introduced humor as a category, haven't they? So it'd be, you know, it'd be fun to see kind of what, what that's going to bring, um, um, you know, like you said, bringing humanity back into marketing, perhaps. Yeah, and I, I don't think humanity has gone anywhere, but I think there's perhaps felt there's been this tension that in a world of rapid development of data and technology um, in order to kind of connect individually with customers and prospects, that how do you keep hold of the brand, you know, in a world where you can, you can take something, you can take an asset and you can make it work in a million different ways for a million different customers. At what point have you taking it so far away from the center of the brand the center of gravity of the brand that the brand no longer exists so that for me is really interesting around kind of creating some structures around mm. the importance of the brand and you mentioned humor as a new category you know for some brands where humor is a fundamental part of that brand I'm thinking of somebody like Paddy Power for example mm. how do you then flex that humor to your audience according to what they're going to enjoy because I imagine that what I find funny might be quite different to what you find funny which will be very different to what my 15 year old son finds funny but mm. you know how do we how, how how can we flex a brand so that it adapts to customers individually but doesn't lose the essence of that brand I think that's really interesting Mm. Well, with this year of change, what kind of skills and experience would stand out to you on a CV when you're when they're coming across your desk? Um, so I'm going to sound like a broken record and I apologise for that. Um, but being able to integrate AI into your role, um, both in the planning and kind of researching and information synthesising phases, as well as the content generation. I'm, I'm sure everyone's going to say that, but it really is important i don't really buy into this whole ai is going to steal our jobs i think it's more that people are going to have to learn how to integrate new technology into the way they do things to make their work more efficient mm. um, and more effective um, i also think a skill that's been previously overlooked but isn't anymore and it just because we can't afford to anymore is creative efficiency um, so this is both from a kind of marketing sustainability and economic standpoint people are looking to create less and make more of an impact with work that has, you know, real purpose in the marketing ecosystem. Um, waste is really looked down upon. So mm. if you have the skill sets um, and you know the tools in which to reduce that waste and to make things more effective, then that's really going to make you stand out. As well as I would say 
a real understanding of product um, and how to truly integrate marketing experiences into the product itself versus being a disconnected or kind of, you know, thing on the side. I think this is especially true with creators and the creator ecosystem. Like we're going to be seeing less UGC and more UGX where creators are optimizing the experience of the product itself. Like the best brands are doing that at the moment and having this kind of product, community, marketing, Swiss army knife will set Mm -hmm. you apart. There are three things and bear in mind that you know, we have lots of different job roles in my team. You know, we've got 40 strategists. I, I talk about my team as being a kaleido- kaleidoscope of strategists. So mm-hmm. whilst there are kind of key competencies that I'm looking for, um, they'll flex and some people will be better at some things and some people will be better at others. But as a, as a whole, we need to we need to be able to deliver in, in sort of certain areas. But going back to your question around what, what are the skills I'm looking for, first of all, story selling skills. So the ability to tell stories around the um, way that we can use data and technology to build brands and to create closer connections with customers is really important. So I've just hired um, a um, a strategy partner who is both a strategist, but she's also a journalist and a published author. So um, she's a hire, which is, you know, kind of dream hire in some ways because she's got both of those skills. So people who have good storytelling skills I think is really important. And in this kind of increasingly complex world, the way that people can explain things in more human and persuasive ways, it's really important. My second is around open-mindedness, around how to leverage technology um, in a world you know, where AI is really important, how can people think creatively about how to use it? So I'm looking for people who are kind of innovating and open-minded around how to use AI and new technologies. That's important. Mm-hmm. And my third is flexitarians. So not in their <laughs> eating habits, um, <laughs> but um, in their roles. So people who've got really, really deep expertise in one area that's great but I'm also looking for people who can flex into others so for example somebody who's got really really brilliant social skills um, so somebody who knows that they know social inside out but they're not so obsessed with the latest TikTok trends that they can't kind of turn their hands to the fundamentals of creative strategy. Upskilling is something that we're talking about a lot at the moment and you know, especially with new technologies, the recent skills gap as well. Upskilling has been an important tool for marketers to, um, you know, fill that gap. How do you and your team stay up to date with new technologies and new skills that are coming in? There's the obvious answer, which is training. So, um, of course, we have developed in-house training, our own kind of bespoke training modules, um, around data, everybody in the agency um, has been kind of going through some different levels of understanding around Marsai, for example, um, and also how that links to technology. And we have, you know, we're a member of the DMA, for example, who through the IDM has an extraordinary um, amount of kind of training that we have access to for free within our membership. But I actually think that the best way of upskilling people is to get them to work on pitches. The When you work on a pitch, 
you have access to the best people often working on pitches if you're working with other agencies so so, you know we we do a lot of pitches where we pitch with media partners for example Um, and you've got access to this kind of brilliant group of people who are bringing their best most innovative latest thinking to the table and it's such a brilliant way to upskill people we talked um, yesterday in our team about progress planning and Mm. how people can get to the kind of next level and push themselves up in their career and whilst not everyone loves working on pitches they are a brilliant way of upskilling people. Mm. It's exciting those skills that you've listed there because they're they're skills that bridge across both creative and performance and brand teams, you know, kind yeah. of all, all, all together in one, which nicely leads on to my next question, which <laughs> I think we have spoken about uh, last time you were on the podcast when we were talking about Barbie, um, yeah. which is this gap between the creative and the performance teams. H- how do you see that changing in 2024? I think the way I see it, it just has to change. The silo doesn't work anymore. And I don't know if that's because of my you know, bias now that I'm in-house versus agency side, but I really Mm. see that now in the bigger picture. I think from that, I can see that brand building that works in the short term as well as the long term in terms of, you know, engagement metrics and all the rest of it um, is going to be really important. Like it's perfectly okay to accept that the longevity in experiencing, you know, the full impact of brand building assets um, is needed but they also have to have positive results now. I think it's a cop out to say that something didn't work because, oh, it's a brand building asset. We'll see the results later on. Fine that the full extent of the results will be seen later on, but it has to also work right now too. Mm. Um, it, It just, we can't afford for that to happen anymore. And I just don't think it's true. And the way we get to that is by integrating these two teams together So you need one kind of skill set to be able to tell the brand story, but also that brand story needs good distribution both before and after the fact. So it needs to be well executed and optimized by channel with really real kind of consistency of comms as well as timing of comms to ensure that, you know, we we can't afford not to get good engagement throughout. And to do that, they're really going to need to, you know, work together um, from the early stages, ensuring that the media and creative sides of the strategy and planning are exactly that, you know, all part of one plan, not having a creative strategy, a media strategy, it all needs to have, it all needs to become part of the same thing. um, And that will help that silo kind of uh, dissipate a little bit, hopefully. As Chief Strategy Officer at RAP, the gap between creative and performance teams which, you know, varies from agency to agency and brand to brand. But how do you see that gap changing in 2024? Well, I have a um, a perspective on this kind of idea of this gap anyway, that um, it's it shouldn't be a gaping chasm. This idea that work that fuels brands and work that drives performance being two very, very separate things and this kind of the, the notion of the funnel... Um, mm. I, I, I think that that people um, need to be thinking about how do these work together more. Um, and I, I, I worked, um, I've worked on a lot of different virgin brands in the past. 
And I always remember, I don't know if they still use this model, but they used to talk about the brand bank so that you would have work that contributes to the brand bank. So you're kind of depositing into the brand bank and then you have work that draws on it. So more kind of performance led work. Mm -hmm. But I think increasingly there's been a shift in budgets um, towards more performance and less brand so I think from a performance perspective we need to start thinking not just about sort of really really short-term metrics and really kind of hard conversion metrics but we should start to think about well what's the kind of longer term impact and what's the optimum balance so this idea of a chasm of two different groups of people effectively with two, <laughs> two, two different jobs just doesn't work for me. Upskilling is something that we're talking about a lot at the moment. And, you know, especially with new technologies, the recent skills gap as well, upskilling has been an important tool for marketers to, um, you know, fill that gap. How do you and your team stay up to date with new technologies and new skills that are coming in? There's the obvious answer, which is training. So, um, of course... We have developed in-house training, our own kind of bespoke training modules um, around data. Everybody in the agency um, has been kind of going through some different levels of understanding around Marsai, for example, um, and also how that links to technology. And we have, you know, we're a member of the DMA, for example, who through the IDM has an extraordinary um, amount of kind of training that we have access to for free within our membership. But I actually think that the best way of upskilling people is to get them to work on pitches. The When you work on a pitch, you have access to the best people often working on pitches if you're working with other agencies. So, so you know, we, we do a lot of pitches where we pitch with media partners, for example. Um, and you've got access to this kind of brilliant group of people who are bringing their best, most innovative, latest thinking to the table. And it's such a brilliant way to upskill people. We talked um, yesterday in our team about progress planning and mm. how people can get to the kind of next level and push themselves up in their career. And whilst not everyone loves working on pitches, they are a brilliant way of upskilling people. Mm. How do you and your teams keep up to date with recent skills and things? Well, my role as a connections planning lead uh, is that integration between creative and media. So we've committed to a new department in order to do that. Um, I think it's just about listening and leaning into the people that are experts in either field um, and learning. I don't think it's always about knowing the answer yourself, but it's knowing, I think the most successful people that I've seen in this industry are those who um, know what they don't know and know when to lean into the people who do know versus mm. going forward with their opinion, which may not be correct. Uh, the best leaders I've seen um, kind of above me know how to do that. Mm. Well, it just perfectly fits, as you hear, you know, as a judge for the People Awards, you know, it's kind of you're yeah. going back to people, relying on your people to kind of fill those gaps and bridge those gaps as we were speaking about before. Yeah, and I think when it comes to, you know, the emerging technologies and those kind of things too, um, it's about starting small breaking down small habits by figuring out little but significant ways it can be implemented. So things like AI 
you know, how are the small ways that we can implement that into our planning, etc. And then when we see kind of we build up use cases with these little changes, we eventually are able to put together a real framework, a framework of tried and tested strategies and process. So slowly kind of molding the role to encompass that technological edge. And mm. um, yeah, you're not going to be able to, no one's going to be able to go in full frontal like straight away. No. It's all about those little small kind of habit changes and seeing mm. what works and doesn't work. I was podcasting with John Farrell, a seasoned uh, industry heavyweight, and he was saying that 2024 is going to be the year that campaigns and pitching is going to get bolder. He thinks boldness and uh, bravery is going to come back into uh, 2024, which is an exciting thing to expect. But what do you hope might change or might stay the same for marketing this year? So one thing that's really important to me is Edie and I. I think that we have um, we've been in the last few years since lockdown and since George Floyd, we've 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 been in a world where inclusive um, inclusive hiring has become really important. And I'm worried. I'm worried that that's being left behind a little bit, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, And I think especially in a world where you know, increasingly we are, um, we're expecting people to have very sort of specialist skills. It makes it harder to bring people from the outside who don't have all of those specialist skills, but could learn them, but bring other skills Mm. with them. I think there's this expectation that um, you, you, people have to be able to hit the ground running on day one. You know, budgets are tight, you know, but client budgets have been shrinking. It's been, it was last year was a tough year. Um, so this expectation that people can just hit the ground running on day one, and that makes it harder to hire inclusively because you really have to go out to the same old group of people who've got those skill sets already. Mm. Certainly when you, um, certainly to sort of a senior, um, at a senior level. So I'm really hoping that um, the industry continues to get better at inclusive hiring and not get worse Um, so that's really important to me the second is um, more collaboration between people who work on the agency side and people who work on the brand side seeing a lot of movement towards you know building up kind of in-house teams has been a big trend um, in the last few years and more kind of collaboration between in-house teams, whether they're in-house strategists, for example, and agency mm. teams. And and the notion that we are part of one big team and the breaking down of those invisible walls. But I think that's really important for other agencies to get on board with as well. And, you know, you're not just part of your agency's team who work on this client, but you're that client's team and to kind of move aside those um those barriers um mm. around pnls <laughs> um yeah that exist so i think more collaboration i have a third one which um is um which is really important to me and it's around hybrid and flexible working that it feels as though this is the year of the mass return to the office and obviously you know lots of agencies and agency groups are putting in place 
more structure and expectation about presence in the office and I am supportive of that but I think that um, remembering the balance is important um so I'm a massive fan of Anna Whitehouse and her flex appeal Mm. work Um, and the reality is that forcing people to be in the office every day disproportionately impacts on women um, disproportionately impacts on mothers. I know that, um, you know, there have been lots of legislative changes around men um, and childcare, but culturally we live in a society where the load tends to fall on women. So I, I'm hoping that in the return to the office, other agencies like mine will still maintain a degree of flexibility around the hours and supporting people to to work in the best way that they can work and to have that balance. I really hope that we keep genuine creativity. Um, I love data, have always loved data, and I love that data is getting the spotlight uh, she deserves. Uh, but it does always need that little bit of magic. Um, and we all have to kind of accept a little bit of unpredictability in the response and the execution. It's what keeps us as a creative industry versus a content factory. You know, it's not enough to do everything right and pull the right levers to play it safe. Um, you know, we see a lot of, oh, okay, that, that makes sense when we see kind of award entries and we see the strategy and then we kind of see the execution. But sometimes the execution can fall flat. You know, marketing only connects with people through creativity and things being a bit mad and not making sense sometimes is what consumers need to connect to it. You know, data being data informed versus data constrained is what has worked and I hope still happens. I really hope that we don't lose that magic as an industry. Oh, I hope so too. That magic's been one of my words of the year so far. You know, we're getting it both from tech, but both from people as we kind of, yeah. you know, rely back on, you know, human creativity as well. But I love that phrase, we're a creative industry, not a content factory. Um, yeah, and I get scared sometimes with the emergence of AI that people will be too comfortable with that. And I think that, of course, there is a type of content that can be automized and should be automized, but it should be because we're spending more time on the bigger stuff that needs more of our creative attention and our resource. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on people and skills in 2024. And yeah, we look forward to seeing you at our at the awards ceremony, which happens later in spring 2024. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As well as the Performance Marketing World People Awards, we also have our Unlocked event happening in just under two months. On the 5th and 6th of March, we will be doing our two-day extravaganza. It is back, but this time in the Business Design Centre. So get your tickets and we will see you there. Thanks very much for listening and goodbye.